Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. The Michelin Countdown to Green on IMSA Radio. Hello everybody, and that very familiar music means that we are getting ready for our final race of the VIR, Virginia International Raceway weekend for IMSA. One of our favorite events. Just a fantastic facility and always provides us with great uh, racing. Uh, we have the two hour and 40 minute Michelin GT Challenge at VIR for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. The anti-penultimate round for the GTDs and GTD pros with Indianapolis and Motul Patilamon still to come. John Hindhoff and Jeremy Shaw in the Global Broadcast Centre. 19 cars to do battle, just the GTs of course as the name of the event suggests. And in this Michelin countdown to green uh, we will be taking you through the grid. We'll have our Porsche keys to the race. Through the race itself, our VP Racing in-race updates. And, of course, we'll be looking for BDO Nose Strategy Awards. So BDO throwing in a charitable donation as well to that, as well as that lovely trophy that has been given out in the early part of this season to the team that has won that at each of the rounds. Let's bring in Jeremy Shaw, who joins me here in the Global Broadcast Centre. Hello, Jeremy. I've I, I kind of been waiting for this since Friday when we saw the first free practice session uh, of uh, this particular championship, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, because I love throwing the spotlight on the GT cars. Right with you, so do I. I think the, you're here in uh, Lime Rock Park, um, unfortunately, which won't be on the schedule next year, but VIR will. I think a great event. I mean, I think they really showcase the uh, GTD, uh, everything about GTD, the manufacturers, the drivers, the teams, uh, and you know, they're the, the prime focus for the weekend, and they always provide tremendous racing, and I see no reason to think this is different. We saw on the first practice session, I think 17 of the 19 cars were covered by a second, and it was pretty much the same this morning in the warm-up, and I would expect the same in the race. The, the, the early stage will be a little bit different because some of the the uh, AM drivers in the GTD category aren't quite as quick as uh, as the pros. But still, it's going to be an exciting race, and uh, it's a good you know, possibility, well, I hope, fingers crossed, that there won't be any full-course cautions, at least not, for instance, mm. uh, that, you know, that we don't have normal traffic concerns of speed, big speed differentials. So all the cars are running are pretty evenly matched, uh, as we saw by those lap times. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed, we should have a nice, clean, fast and exciting race. You and I talked about this, Jeremy, at, uh, where were we? Uh, Road America. Uh, when we were on site at Road America, the uh, calendar for 2024 was announced, including 
uh, a Michelin Pilot Challenge uh, uh, headline event at uh, Mid-Ohio, I do think it's important to give the, uh, the, uh, the Pilot Challenge and also the GT cars their moment in the sun, if you will, because... It's inevitable if we've had, as we've had this year, sometimes five classes, it's very difficult to give due deference in a two hour and 40 minute race in particular to every single class and to see the nuances. What we have here this afternoon is the opportunity to spend the whole two hours and 40 minutes watching the various tiny little differences in performance uh, uh, from the different manufacturers and from the different teams. And I actually really rather enjoy that. I completely agree again. I, mean, I think it's great. I, I, you know, and particularly next year, we've got a new series as well with the uh, the, the Ford Mustang uh, One Make series coming on board as well. So IMSA's got a lot of championships they're looking after. All are going to be providing exciting racing, but uh, they can't all share the, the top billing. And I like the fact that we are going to be spreading things around and having that non-WeatherTech event next year at Mid-Ohio. I think that's a, a really good 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 move. It'll give some of the other championships an opportunity to shine. And again, I think this year's one-off event at uh, Detroit for the just for the for the GS class in yeah. the Michelin Pilot Challenge worked out really, really well. Agreed. And next year, it's going to be a WeatherTech race and uh, rather than a Pilot Challenge race. But you know, I, mixing and matching is good. But again, the IMSA has done a really good job of. You know, maintaining the integrity of the calendar, all these great racetracks we go to. I say Lime Rock is a, is a sad casualty, for sure, because it's a, it's just, it's a tremendous place to go to. But, um, you know, that aside, uh, I think everything is looking really good and really positive, and we're going to see some good racing then, as we are this afternoon. It's going to be interesting. You know, one of the things this afternoon is consistency. How yes. can the uh, teams and drivers keep the consistency in their cars? Tire wear is certainly a factor. Uh, and it's uh, it's been pretty steamy out there all weekend. Not quite as hot today. I haven't seen what the weather is like this afternoon because, as you say, we're not actually not on site. I know there was some potential for some weather uh, that wasn't quite so nice to come in. I refuse to look at the uh, the weather radar. It seems like that's all I've been doing this weekend when I've been watching uh, other uh, motor racing. Well, I tell you what, you've, you've sort of strayed into the territory of Porsche keeps territory of Porsche yes, keeps the race. So no, no, that's fine. Um, nice segue. Uh, so let's move into that. And I haven't worked this one out. And I've been back and forth with some social media and some texts and some emails with the teams. And I'm not sure I've got a consensus from this from them either. In terms of strategy here, is it tyres? Is it fuel? Is it track position? And and I and pretty much everybody I've asked has given me a a, a different order of of those three things. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair comment too, too because um, you know it's the, the, track position is important, no doubt about it, because these cars are so closely matched. It's difficult to pass around here, and yeah, there's there's a few overtaking opportunities. Uh, there's probably more opportunities that are created by pressuring somebody into a mistake yeah. and then taking advantage of that mistake. I think that's where most of the passes are going to be here this afternoon because the cars are, you know, they're, they're, they've all got really good drivers. I mean, the quality of drivers in this field is really stout, mm. um, top to bottom. I mean, even, even the non-pro drivers are all pretty darn good. Uh, so, you know, that, that's it, when the cars are closely matched, that makes it difficult. You've got to be either really bold 
to make a pass or really reckless. And um, I, you know, it's a, a season-long championship. I don't think we're going to see too many reckless moves. Championships are still at stake. Um, and I suppose from that respect, yeah, people that are, do have an eye on the championship are going to be a little bit more circumspect than, than people that aren't or that are trying to get into that mix. Uh, but still, you know, I think there's a goodly amount of respect amongst the uh, teams and drivers here. So I don't expect too many uh, egregious mistakes out there. But it is, it's very easy here to leave your braking a little bit too late in on a bunch of different corners here, turn one and turn 11, 12 in particular, uh, and then run off the road and stray onto the grass and, and le easily lose not just one position, but three or four or five. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. Is there a certain amount of patience that has to come in here as well, Jeremy? It's three and a quarter miles here, 17 corners, and there are places in these... All right, we're not talking about intermittent miles to MX-5 now that can go two or three wide seemingly everywhere and defy the laws of <laughs> physics. Um, there are places here, aren't there, where... You can lose time uh, if you get stuck behind a slower car or someone you're coming up the lap. Uh, and places where you might not actually want to get offline either because it is a one-line part of the track. That's right. You know, particularly the climbing S's there all the way through from basically turn five all the way up to Oak Tree, Oak Tree Turn. There's not really going to be passing up, up there unless somebody makes a mistake. Uh, and I don't think there's going to be much lappery during this event at all, quite frankly. The only reason that there would be was if somebody has a penalty and kind of fall a long yeah. way off the back of the pack. Other than that, um, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see all 19 cars on the same lap at the end of the race. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot to be played out. And, but like I say, it is very easy to make a mistake here. We've seen a lot of driver mistakes over the weekend. They're not going to be pushing quite as hard in the race as they would have been in qualifying. It's not on the absolute ragged edge for the entire two hours and 40 minutes. Although the, the final... Half an hour or so probably going to be is, is going to be that way. Yeah. yeah, and this morning in warm-up, we saw, I think it was 17 of the uh, 19 cars went out, and I think 15 of those, and this is from memory, Jeremy, so if you've got the print out there, please correct me, but I think it was either 13 or 15 of those 17 that went out running around about race place were within a second. Yeah, I mean, I mean all but... I mean, they're all within 1.3. Well, they are. Uh, so, uh, you know, yeah, it, that was close. And, and that, that included Aaron Tielitz, who was actually 17th and last on the, of the cars that went out in the Lexus that will start on the front row in GTD, qualified uh, second faster than Aaron Tielitz in, in non-pro. Uh, and he, I say he was the slowest guy this morning. So <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's a real crapshoot out there. Uh, Jeremy Shaw and our counts down to green for Mich from Michelin, along with our Porsche case the race. I'll just very quickly say no penalties. And I don't mean extra time and then a shootout. Um, it is uh, not disastrous here, but it's a long front straight. And coming into the pit lane, you will lose track position. Long track, again, rather like Road America. You probably won't lose a lap for your first penalty, but it is going to take you some time to catch back up again. And with the uh, percentage level of interventions from safety car quite low here, um, that could not, that, that probably isn't the best thing to be doing. We'll revisit the Porsche keys to the race uh, throughout the race, along with our uh, VP racing in race updates. Let's bring Shay Adam into the conversation. She's working the pits. Yeah. 
for us as ever our eyes and ears on site at VIR and she's with Ben Barnicut. Hello Jay. Hello John and hello Ben. Once again your car on pole position the best possible starting opportunity for the championship leaders. I know you guys said we're points racing we're trying to think of this championship a couple races ago you let another car win you guys done with that now? Well you know um it's, it's a difficult point in the season, right? Because uh, of course we've got the championship on our minds now. We're in the latter half of it. We're close. We're doing a great job. Everyone's doing a great job on the team. Uh, you know, it's been been very special to be a part of. Uh, very grateful to be here. But you know, the Aston's been super strong the last couple of races. But today we've managed to. Jack did a great lap yesterday. He got us on the pole. We've been really strong throughout practice on on long runs too. Um, it's a little cooler today. Saying that the sun's just come out and it's feeling pretty hot now. So. I feel feel like we're going to be good, but you know these races in IMSA are always wide open until the until the checker flag drops. Uh, we'll see. Just do our best, execute. Championship is in our minds, but we really want to win as well. Yeah, and that's got to be the big difference maker because for you guys, you've already got a couple of wins this year, but we still have three races left. You want more victories in the season, don't you? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, winning's amazing. Everyone feels good after a win, and, and what a way it would be to do it. You know, to to really hammer off statement here of what we're trying to achieve and what we're trying to do at Lexus and Bastille event to go out with a few more wins this year would be amazing. I noticed your pit crew has actually changed up part of the way that they do their pit stops. They were practicing yesterday before the first, was yesterday, two days ago, before the first practice session. You guys are never stopping innovating to try and find a tenth here or there, even on this side of the wall. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the, that's, that's been the most amazing thing about this Fast Sullivan team for me is that we're always looking for more. You know, we've got the oldest car in the grid and, and yet we're on pole position with it. Uh, you know, that speaks for itself of what we're doing on the car. But like you said, that's Jack and I are always looking for more. All the pit crew guys are looking for more. Um, a little bit of the reason to do that's one of the 12 guys, Stevie, has uh, been, been ill this weekend. So sadly, he's not here with us. So we've had to swap up a couple of the guys. Uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Um, we're missing him. But um, yeah, we're, we're always pushing for more and hopefully we'll, it'll pay off today. One big family for that whole team. Good luck. Thanks, Jay. I was Ben Barnicut driving the number 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus. His teammate starts on pole. And uh, I'm going to move to another pole sitter who just walked over and willing victim, unknowingly, Madison Snow. Hey, get over here. Don't run away. Uh, your second consecutive pole. It's been a really good season for everybody at Paul Miller Racing. But what is it about the BMW that seems to work well with Virginia International Raceway? I mean, it's not the uh, BMW per se. While the car is a great car and everything, it's really Paul Miller Racing that's behind the car. And you've got one of the best crews on the pit lane for sure. When things are going right, they're able to do the stop quickly when things go wrong. This family, it hasn't changed very much since 2018? Yeah, we've been together a long time, which shows you the continuity in the team and what makes it a, it's a good team to be with. What are you expecting from the start of today's race? I mean, I hope I uh, don't lose any positions. I hope make it through turn one, first couple of corners safe. Good luck. Thank you. And by the way, you did use the T-shirt cannon improperly in the driver intros. Uh, you hit the windshield of the 23 Aston Martin square with the T-shirt, so you might want to go apologize to those guys. <laughs> Fantastic shit. Thank you. Uh, I, I want an answer to this question. Uh, tires, fuel, or track position? What's the most important? Uh, shit, Adam will get that uh, to us, I am sure. A huge amount of uh, news coming in. We'll go through some of that in the the race as well. It's been a busy week for, for IMSA News. A couple of stories we've been following up, including, of course, that uh, really nasty-looking fire for the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes-AMG GT3. 
uh, on Friday, that was. Going back, it seems like a million years ago. Now, Daniel Hukadere was coming into the pit lane, getting out of the car. He'd been in the pit lane for a little while. They were pulling a splash of fuel in it. Something went wrong. And a bit of fuel got onto something hot, either a brake disc or an exhaust. They hadn't really tracked it down when we were talking to them uh, on Saturday. And in point of fact, it, it doesn't really matter. What mattered was they, they uh, realised what the situation was. And they and the other teams around them pitched in and put that out. It did lead to a rather late finish for them on Friday night when the right-hand side of the car, the bodywork at least, was all taken off and, and replaced. Uh, as Jeremy said at the time, a proper fire. That It wasn't just smouldering. It wasn't just something singeing away. It was uh, orange and uh, reds and yellow flames uh, engulfing the left-hand side, the right-hand side, excuse me, of that car, the side closest to the pit wall. However, they came back very strongly indeed, and they will start on the front row alongside Jack Hawksworth with the Lexus. It'll be Corvette behind. And some Corvette news. There'll be a shuffle of the drivers next year. Alex Sims is coming back. And that means they're losing their tailor. Yep, they're back back to the family firm. Uh, and that's one of a number of driver shuffles that we're hearing uh, about already for 2024. We'll go through some of those, as I say, in the race. Uh, outside of the second row will be Madison Snow for Paul Miller Racing, who you just heard he is our pole sitter in that number one BMW. Uh, and it's a fair point that Madison... Uh, made to to Shay there, Jeremy, in that it doesn't seem to matter what car Paul Miller have around VIR. They always seem to do well here, even when it seems the odds are stacked against them. I seem to remember them having to change uh, an engine on one of their previous manufacturers and still came back for a result. That's right, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, Brian and uh, Madison scored the first, the first of their wins together right here. That was in the... Uh, Lamborghini, I guess it was back in 2016. Uh, so they've had a lot of success here. They love the track, and you're right. I mean, it's a super uh, well-organized crew there. They've got all the right people there who do a really, really good job. Yeah, Mitchell Simmons is the uh, the team manager there who leads the show, but uh, it, it all starts at the top with Paul Miller himself. I mean, you know, he's an accomplished driver in his own right, so he knows what it takes to put a front-running team together. That's exactly what he's done, and looking for yet another championship here this weekend. Well, uh, we've gone through a few cars at the front there has been a little bit of a shake up so Rob Lomas is looking after things at our main control room in London for our radio coverage and we'll be starting our uh, World Feed TV in about seven minutes time and thanks as always to NASCAR Productions up in Charlotte and our intrepid camera operators and techs at the circuit let's play the music for our grid rundown Jeremy Shaw is about to take a deep breath and run through 19 cars and drivers Yeah, so this is round nine of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for GTD Pro and GTD. Two more races to go this season. It's also round six out of seven for the WeatherTech Sprint Cup. We've got five GTD Pro cars and 14 GTDs. They start not in specific class order, but wherever they qualify because they're all running to the same, same technical specifications. Um, before we start the grid run, there's six cars uh, that have elected to change tyres prior to the race. So they all go to the back. They go to the back in the order in which they make that announcement to race control. 
So whoever does it last starts last. Uh, that will be car number 80, which is the AO Racing Porsche 911 GT3R. Starting driver will be PJ Hyatt. The Acura NSX GT3 of Gradient Racing, Sheena Monkey, car number 66, will start in the 18th position. Alongside her, or ahead of her, are both Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche 911 GT3Rs. A number 92 car started, started by David Bruley, and a number 91 by Alan Metney, also changing tyres before the race. Car number 77, Alan Brynjolfsson, will be at the wheel of the Wright Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R. And uh, Brendan Reeb who's uh, third in the championship in the inception race in McLaren 720S GT3 Evo, uh, Brendan Arib, uh, he But uh, he won't get any points for qualifying, and that could be costly at the end of the day. So the, of the rest of the field, in the 13th position, Chandler Hull is number 97. That's the turnermost what BMW M4 GT4. Row six, Russell Ward for Windward Racing, the Mercedes AMG GT3, car number 57. That's the car that won here one year ago. Alongside him on the grid, the GTD Pro entry of Ross Gunn, number 23 Harder Racing Team Aston Martin Vantage GT3. Also from the Pro category, 10th on the grid, Patrick Pillay, twice a winner here at VAR in GTLM. And number nine, FAF Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R, that's the team that's going for a hat trick here at VIR. Next uh, six cars are all GTDs in ninth position on the grid, also for Harder Racing Team. The Aston Martin Vantage, car number 27, is Roman DeAngelis. Row four, Patrick Gallagher, number 96, second of the Turnermost what BMW M4 GT3s. Then the team caught off Motorsports Mercedes, car number 32 is Mike Skeen. Row three on the outside, Laura Spinelli, car number 78, the Forte Racing powered by US Racetronics Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2. And the Vassar Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3, car number 12, Aaron Tielitz, he was second quickest of the GTD cars. Fastest though, and on the pole effectively for GCD, but fourth on the grid overall. That's car number one, the championship leader for Paul Miller Racing, the BMW M GT3, Madison Snow. Top three, they're all GTD Pro cars. Third on the grid, Antonio Garcia, number three, the Corvette Racing Chevrolet Corvette C8R GTD. And on to the front row, the car that had a problem on Friday, running well for the rest of the weekend though. Number 79, that's the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes AMG GT3, Daniel Junkadela. But on the pole position for the 10th time in his career, car number 14 for Vassar Sullivan, also the championship leader in GTD Pro. That's the Lexus RCF GT3. Starting driver is Jack Portsmouth. Jeremy Shaw with the 19 runners for Michelin GT Challenge at VIR. A couple of minutes before we fire up the World Feed TV. Uh, if you are in the US, by the way, and you need to move around, Sirius XM 207 will have our audio coverage. If you're sitting watching and uh, you want to watch that on the TV, it'll be uh, Calvin Fish and Brian Till in the booth for you. And they are on USA. Uh, for this race uh, and of course if you're outside the US and you totally doesn't have any uh, coverage on network TV uh, then you'll be able to watch on our live world video feed uh, and you can find that at imsonradio.com click the top left and hit live video I have to say I forgot to check whether it's on Viaplay Extra in the UK the command to start the engine given 
by an absolute legend of Porsche. Alvin Springer uh, was doing that. And I really wish I'd been at the track just to say hello to him and uh, to Yolanda. And he's wearing a VIR T-shirt and has got the engines fired up. Uh, his T-shirt says retired innocent bystander, which I think is fantastic. Shea Adam is there in the pit lane. Uh, and Shea, the atmosphere building here, good crowd, lovely weather. And we're waiting for the cars to roll out, which they are doing now. They are. We've already had half GTD Pro Field pass us. This is the sound of the Mercedes from Team Cawthorf rumbling down the pit lane. One of Turner Motorsports BMWs and Aston Martin from Heart of Racing. Here comes the FAF Porsche. They won the pit stop demo a little bit earlier on. They were racing that car, the number 23, Heart of Racing Aston Martin. It was 2-0 to zero for FAF, so the Canadians amped up and ready to get another victory. Trying for their third consecutive at VIR in three years. We're waiting on the last of the Porsche contingent to roll off the pit lane. That was the sound of Alan Brynjolfsson, and the only Thank car you. left is David Bruley in the number 92. That is Kelly Moss. Thank you, Shea. Perfect timing as ever. As far as the temperatures are concerned, uh, on the track, it's 99 Fahrenheit, which is around about 37.5 Celsius. It's 30 in the air, which is 86 Fahrenheit. And that was our Michelin countdown to green. We'll wind up the weekend and round up all of the stories with our Michelin Post Race Tech, hashtag Michelin PRT to at IMSA Radio. So stay tuned for that here on RS2. But now it's time to go live in sound and vision. It is the Michelin GT Challenge at VIR live. <laughs> 